0: Hey, gang, welcome back to Voices in My Head. Just a couple of quick housekeeping things before we start. I hope you've been enjoying Voices in My Head and all the guests that we've been having week after week on this podcast. And if you are, would you please go to iTunes and leave us a podcast review for this podcast? It helps us to gain visibility, it helps us to get more listeners, and it helps me to know what kind of shows you've been enjoying and what you'd like to hear more of. Secondly, If you're able to help out at all in the way of sponsorship, you can go to RickLeeJames.com or voicesinmyheadpodcast.com. Click on the tip jar and sponsorship link, and you can find out there how to give to this podcast. Uh, And I don't like to just ask for something for nothing. So since it costs roughly $11 a show in order to produce this podcast, if you donate $11 or more... I'm going to send you a way to get 11 free songs that I've never before released, 11 free tracks anyway. Some of them are songs I've released, but these are like live recordings, and some of them are unreleased songs. Some of them are things that pertain specifically to the podcast you can't get anywhere else. They're not on CDs, they're not on iTunes, they're not on the internet anywhere, except with this code that I'm going to give you. So if you donate $11 or more, you get 11 tracks. So just my way of saying thank you, and I hope you'll be able to us. Now, with that being out of the way, I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thanks so much for being with us here at Voices in My Head. Live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee, James. I'm Rick Lee James. I am Rick Lee James, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. Welcome back, everybody, to Voices in My Head. I am your host, Rick Lee James, and I'm so excited to be bringing you the 49th episode of Voices in My Head. We are one week away. That's it from our 50th episode, which is a listener call-in show. And please, please be a part of this show. I'd love to have you be a part. There's a couple ways that you can call in. First of all, you have to make your schedule available December 14th. That's next Friday, I believe, at 9 o'clock p.m eastern time and uh, if you don't know what eastern is look it up online that's where we live here in ohio is eastern time nine o'clock p.m you can either call in on skype and my username is rick lee james i will accept you as a friend i will give you a hold message whenever you um Call in at 9 o'clock, and um, we will actually bring you in whenever it's your time. So you might have to wait on the line just a little bit. Or you can call in from your phone at 937-523-0542. Or if you can't be a part of that, if you aren't available on December 14th at 9 o'clock, Please call into our uh, podcast phone line at 937 505 Tell us what you've thought about the first 50 episodes so far, or maybe some of your favorite episodes, or just well wishes, or maybe you want to say Merry Christmas. We'd love to have you on the show, and it's kind of a listener appreciation night. I'm hoping to have maybe a few guests from the show in the past to be here with us, but we're just going to have a good time together next Friday night. It's going to go on the air pretty quick after we record it, Uh, just to get out for next week in time but I'm really excited about 50 episodes and uh, if the computer machine is not lying to me, we have grown to well over 5,000 listeners at this point, so I'd love to hear from you especially if I've not heard from you before on the show, we want you to be a part of that 50th podcast celebration so, that's coming up hey, guess what, I actually have the mastered copy of Basement Psalms, which means I sent off one copy to the media company, so the DVD can begin being put into production officially now, and um, i I just can't wait to bring that new live DVD to you. Um, artwork is still being worked on, and uh, hoping hoping to have that in the next week or so so we can actually get the audio CDs into production. But it's becoming a reality. Just keeping you updated on that. Also, just 25 days from the day I am recording this is New Year's Eve. And that's when we're going to be having the third annual Rickley, James, and Friends picking party. Or I should just call it this year. Uh, we're calling it just a New Year's Eve concert with Rickley, James, and Friends. You can get your tickets locally if you live in Springfield at Beacon of Hope stores. You can get them online at rickleyjames.com. They're only $5 in advance, or $10 if you wait and get them at the door. So it really is to your benefit to get them in advance. We're also going to be able to help, um, A mission trip that night, actually. By your being there, you're going to be helping uh, to sponsor uh, New Hope Church's mission trip to the Dominican Republic this year. So uh, it's going to be a great night at New Hope Church here in Springfield, Ohio. Like a Child, the Italics, uh, and my band, we're all going to be there together having a great time. So I hope you can come out and be a part of that. All right, well, this is going to be uh, time for Question of the Week. Uh, We have one more episode today of my teaching on prayer. Today is practical helps and ways to pray and ways to, uh, you know, maybe if you want to take notes today, it might might be a good time to do that because I do give some uh, practical tips on how to pray and and, uh, just some advice on that. But let's do question of the week first. Special auto-tune edition. Question of the week. Well, the reason that I say auto-tune edition, well, I thought since there was only two answers today, I would do them in auto-tune. Isn't that fun? All right, question of the week, Christmas edition was what was the best Christmas gift you've ever received? Matthew Cole wrote in, he said, Best gift ever was a hammer that Kara got for me several years ago. She did not put it in a box, just wrapped it as it was. She put it under the tree a couple weeks out from Christmas, so we had so much fun convincing Michaela that it was a hammer-shaped box to throw us off. What was really inside, we would spend time every day listening to her guesses of what she might find in a hammer-shaped box. Thanks, Matthew Cole. Tony James answered, In the 8th or ninth grade, Rick, you gave me the Little Mermaid VHS. It was the first movie I remember owning, and it started my movie collection. A tie would be the student Bible Mom and Dad got me back in 1989. So, that was Auto-Tune Question of the Week, and I hope you enjoyed it. Question of the Week Yeah, I just felt like being silly today, partially because I am happy to be on the road to health again because, man, I have been sick since last week's podcast. You heard, if you uh, heard last week's that I was getting sick at that time, you may hear me cough a couple times, uh, even during today's show. Probably not, because most of it is already pre-recorded, but man, I'm, I'm glad to be feeling better. Uh, so, auto-tune question of the week, that was just to be funny. I figured only two questions, I wouldn't annoy you too bad with that, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, I want to answer that question. I was thinking about one of my favorite Christmas gifts that I ever received, and uh, it's a simple little thing, but I still have it um it's it's from the first grade actually I had rolled up in my stocking and an issue of d c comics presents and it was uh, if you don't know what dc comics presents is it was usually superman teamed up with somebody else and this issue was superman teamed up with santa claus and for some reason that just captured my imagination at an early age i think i actually lost that issue somewhere along the way and i found it at a half price books a few years back the exact same issue and uh just so thrilled so just about every year at christmas i pull it out and read it again it's a lot of fun for me remembering back to my first grade year so Anyway, that's probably one of my favorite uh, gifts. I've I've been given a lot of great gifts. I have a lot of people who have loved me and uh, who give good gifts. More than anything, I want to say I'm thankful for the gift of the love of God. Uh, That's the most important Christmas gift. Um, And if we give nothing else, let's give that. And, uh, you know, past guests... Have given you opportunities uh, Ways to give this year One in particular that's close to my heart Is Living Water International Paul Darshelik was a guest on the show And you can be a part of giving to someone else this year And giving like Jesus And giving of yourself And I just want to encourage you In this Christmas season This Advent season rather uh, To do that And um, well, let me say one other thing To help you during this Advent season Our friend Eddie Kirkland uh, Who has an incredible new album By the way, Kings and Queens, it's been out for just a a few months. I encourage you to get it. Buy it for somebody on your Christmas list. But I want to refer you to his website, his blog at com, because every day throughout Advent, uh, he has... Advent prayers. It takes about maybe 10 to 15 minutes to go through these prayers. You can either follow along as uh, someone leads you in the prayers and scriptures for the days of Advent, or uh, he has the scriptures from the Book of Common Prayer and prayers laid out for you. Um, And since we're talking about prayer for the fourth episode on today's show, uh, I wanted to give that as another way to go during this season where you can actually spend some time in prayer. Eddie has done a great job. He or friends of his lead this prayer every day on line and you can go and be a part of it. Um we're up to day 6 today. I'm recording on Saint Nicholas Day and there's a really cool write up on his blog about the real Saint Nicholas and why this holiday is celebrated on December 6th because believe it or not, uh Santa Claus is not the most important thing, but there really was a person named Saint Nicholas who embodied Christ and uh did things like paid to help people um become released from slavery. He actually gave clothes to people in need, gave food to the hungry, and uh, toys weren't really his thing, but mission of mercy and acts of mercy in the name of Jesus was the true mission of Saint Nicholas. So if you wonder about the real Saint Nick, you want to go over to com, hear more about that, and learn how to pray more this Advent season. Well, going into this final fourth segment today on prayer, I hope you've been enjoying it. I enjoyed being able to speak at this retreat. Um, If you would like to have me come and speak or do a concert or uh, something uh, oriented towards prayer, or especially the Psalms in this next coming year in 2013, I'll be uh, bringing the new uh, basement psalms album and psalms are prayers and there's so much i've learned about prayer studying them writing about them and uh, would love to share it at your church so if you have a need in the coming year and would like to uh, have me come out to address your retreat your church um, wherever or maybe just want to have a conversation with me I, I love discussing prayer and learning how to pray better with others look me up at rickleyjames.com or hit me up on voices in my head p on twitter All right, well, I'm going to get into section four, the final segment on prayer. Hope you have enjoyed this, and uh, next week, planning on doing a a little, uh, well, actually, next week is Eric Peters, and uh, an incredible artist. Question of the week for next week is, if you could fly like a bird, sing like a bird, or eat like a bird, which would you do? Because Eric Peters has an amazing, amazing new album called Birds of Relocation. I encourage everybody to pick it up. All right, blessings to you. Uh, I'm done talking, at least until you hear me talking in just a few more seconds at this retreat. Part four on prayer. Thanks for listening to Voices in My Head. Blessings. Good morning again, everyone. Well, it's the last morning already. You excited? No? You want to keep it longer? That's good. That's good. Well, there's always camp this summer, right? You guys can come back and enjoy that. I uh, just wanted to, to say thank you, first of all. Thank you for having me. And uh, just, it's been a while since I've gotten to be a part of youth events on this district. And um, I really enjoy just spending time with you guys. I've enjoyed getting to pray with you. I've enjoyed getting to share the Lord's table with you. And uh, I've enjoyed the grace that has been among us this weekend. It's been wonderful. I have to tell you, God has given me grace this morning. I woke up at like 5 o'clock this morning with an unbelievably bad migraine. And uh, I honestly, I didn't know if I could get out of bed this morning. It was hurting so bad. Sometimes they last for days. And um, it's rare that I wake up with one. And I just, um, as I sat in my room and prayed and asked God to help it just started to dissolve away, and um, I just was so grateful that he answered his prayers. So I'm, I'm especially glad to be with you this morning. I'm really glad that I get to um, wear my Batman T-shirt and my Spider or Superman cap. I don't get to do that usually on Sunday morning in worship. It's great to be with teens, you know, on that day. But um, God is so good to us. God answers prayers. This morning, I believe He touched me and answered my prayer to help me through it. I feel great now. I'm ready to be here today. Um, but as I said last night, we are also the answer to the prayers that we pray. And we are the answer to the prayers other people pray. This song that I'm going to share for you is one I wrote um, that just ask questions of God. It's called, Why? Why? And so often we come to God with questions as to why. You know, Lord, why is all this bad stuff happening in the world? Why is this stuff happening to me? And um, I think sometimes God asks us those exact same questions. And that's what this psalm is about this morning. And afterwards we're going to show a short video clip. I Thank <laughs> you. Christians, we need to start thinking about the way we worship at Christmas. We need to think about thinking about how selfish we are. I want you to take, it's like a two-minute video, and I want you to watch this video by the Advent Conspiracy, and I want us just to open our hearts and minds and thoughts to a new way of thinking maybe this year. Uh, good stuff. What's prayer? Somebody, anybody remember what's prayer? Responding to God by thoughts and deeds, with or without words. St. Francis of Assisi said it this way, preach the gospel at all times, if necessary, use words. What you just saw was a very clear way that we can be Jesus. I'm counting on you to respond to God. Why not start this Christmas? Why not say all of us, we're covenant in here, we're going to go back and tell our families, We're going to do with one less gift this year and take that money. Or we're going to give clean water to somebody around the world. Or we're going to do something in our community. Or we're going to go feed the homeless. Or do something in the community. We're going to tell somebody that doesn't have that we love them in Jesus' name. That is part of our prayer. That is part of our responding to God. So I just wanted to lay that out there again and remind you as we finish up today, we are the answer to someone's prayer out there. Someone is praying to God asking for help. And God's asking us, are we listening? Are we listening for His leading and His direction to show us where we need to go and where we need to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world? All right, let's one more time open our hands. And let's just close our eyes not to fall asleep, but to actually communicate with God, to focus on Him. And once more, let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, Amen. All right, elbow your neighbor in the side. Make sure they're awake, all right? I'm not going to talk a long time today, but I want you awake for this. It's the last one. Very good. Two quick scripture passages I want us to think about as we get ready to leave here today. Two quick scripture passages. If you brought a notepad or something to take notes, please do so. Hopefully, leaders, you can take notes on a few things. If the students... Um, didn't bring something maybe you can write down a couple of these uh, tools I'm going to give out this morning for prayer but a couple scriptures to start with okay first is Acts chapter 2 verse 42 it says this speaking of the disciples the followers of Christ says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and the breaking of bread and to prayer they devoted themselves." Meaning, they became dedicated. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What's the apostles' teaching? That's the teachings of Jesus. Things we've been talking about. You can find him in Matthew chapter five through seven, the Sermon on the Mount. If you had no other words of Jesus, that's a good place to start. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, which is what we have been doing here this whole weekend. We've been fellowshipping with each other. Hopefully, we've been able to put down our iPods and our phones and. Our, our, all our electronic devices a lot more than we're used to and actually get to be with each other and share fellowship and worship together and be a community. And they devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. We have been doing this all week long. The early church devoted themselves. Do you realize the early church, the main thing was not music. The main thing was not preaching. The main thing was this event. It was coming together and sharing together in the body of Christ. And they devoted themselves lastly to to prayer. And it's a plural word. It says they devoted themselves to prayers. If you were to read the Greek. They had lots of prayers they prayed. It meant they didn't just do one and go on. It meant they spent a lot of time praying together. And one other quick, quick passage, which is Jesus, Luke 5, 16. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So there is this communal aspect that we do together when we pray. But Jesus was also the example of what it means to go and get alone in our lonely places and spend time. Maybe it starts just like we've been doing this week. Maybe it's just you by yourself beginning that shalom prayer. Just repeating the word of peace. Breathing in, reminding yourself that Christ is our life, that He is our breath, that He is our spirit. And breathing out a prayer unto Him. Maybe it's saying a simple word like peace. Mercy. Maybe that's where prayer begins for us in our quiet times, in our alone moments. Maybe it's going to the Lord's Prayer together. And the purpose of prayer is not to get God to do something for you. The purpose of prayer is to be formed by God, to be transformed, to be changed by Him. Prayer is more like a trip to the gym than a trip to the mall. I'm going to say it again so you'll think about it. Prayer is more like a trip to the gym than a trip to the mall. It requires work. It's not just going to the mall or whatever store and saying, I want this, I want that, taking it to the checkout counter, paying for it and going on the way. That's easy. The hard thing is to go into the gym and start transforming your body. To start doing the hard work that it requires. I go to the gym. I've been going to the gym for some time. I like to lift weights. I, I enjoy doing things like that. When I was back in college at Trevecca, Nazarene University, the other Nazarene school down south from here, we had just a small little weight room. It was not very big. Now they have this like huge, awesome fitness center. But at that time, it was just a small room. It had floors like the one in here. It was just concrete. It was like a big, you know, a couple big glass windows that were the wall to the outside. And then just this little dingy room with some free weights. And I had a roommate that I was lifting weights with. And he would spot me. And my favorite thing at that time was the bench press. And I would walk in and go to the bench press and usually had a spot here. Well, my roommate got a job, couldn't come to the gym with me. So I went in by myself, and when I got to the gym, I expected to find one of my other friends, you know, that lifted weights, and I'd ask them to spot me, and I was kind of bashful and shy around girls at that time, and when I got to the gym, the only people in the gym were several girls. I was like, oh, great, I'd be too embarrassed to ask. Not because I thought I was above it, just because I was kind of embarrassed. So I went over, by the way guys, girls are people too. Just talk to them. Um, I've since learned this. I married a girl, so... Uh, Okay, wait, wait, no, no. sorry. So I went over to do the bench press. (coughs) Truth be told, I don't lift a lot, only like 2,000 pounds. Wait, sorry, that was a lie, sorry. Authenticity. But I got under the, the bench press for what I'm sure was a meager amount of weight for most people, but I started lifting. Three sets of ten, I figured I could do it by myself. Didn't need a spider today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Clang, and I put it back up on the bar and I'm you know, feeling pretty good. I'm thinking, okay, I can do this. Two more sets, it's all in my mind, I can do this. I've worked up to this, I can do this. Walk around, I go to the water fountain, I get a drink, I come back, and kind of like high girls, you know, and then I walk back this way. Ready to lift one more time, right hand here, left hand here, I'm laying on the bench press. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Ten, clang, I put it back up there I mean, well that was a little harder but uh, I'm, I'm okay I walk around I go get a drink of water very shyly walk back Hi, girls. You know, and I walk back over to the bench press for my final set I think if I can get through this it's the only thing I need a spotter for my last set of ten I sit down lay down on the bench press Right arm here, left arm here, and I start pushing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm pushing for all I can push. And trying really hard and then starts coming back down again. Oh. So here I am, <laughs> cannot, you know, you've been there some of you, just, you just don't have it left, it's gone and you're, you're just pushing. And, and I look and none of the girls have seen me yet, so that's a good thing. So I think there's two options, I can roll it this way, land it on my Adam's apple, kill myself, get it over fast. <laughs> There's a second option, I can roll it down to my waist, get to where I can sit up, stand up, turn around really fast, put it back on, and hopefully nobody sees that I've been there. I decided the second option would be better for my health, so I rolled the bar down, got to where I could sit up, I stood up, I grabbed the bar, turned around real fast, but the thing is, I forgot to put clips on the end. Now remember, we've got floors like the concrete in here. And as I turned around it got uneven and I kind of looked like a samurai warrior. It was like, you know, because the, the weights flew off one end and then onto the other and it was just echoing and I'm holding this bar. You know, like, don't know exactly what to do with it. All it is to say, prayer is work. We talk like prayer is just something spontaneous and just go do it and but authentic real prayer, prayer that works is prayer that works you. It's more like a trip to the gym than a trip to the mall. It takes discipline. It takes practice. Even if it starts with a couple minutes a day, it's a discipline. It's hard work. It's something that you have to build into. We also start out this path of prayer by learning prayers that Jesus taught us. And we go in initially the beginning in familiar territory. With other believers, but there will be a point as you continue to pray, as you continue, especially in those alone moments of prayer, your guide, who is the Holy Spirit, will begin to lead you more and more out of the path. He'll begin to take you more and more places that take you out of your comfort zone. But the thing is, stay with your guide. Stay with your guide. I don't have to tell you the story of Aaron Ralston again who got his arm caught under the boulder because he left and went by himself and played Lone Ranger Mountaineer. Stay with the guide. Let the Holy Spirit guide you in the life of prayer. Let Him take you to wherever uncharted territory you need to go. And stay with your church. Stay with your community. You may not think you need them. At times they will frustrate you. The church is full of humans and thus it's full of flaws. But guess what? It's what Jesus set up in the world. And He told us not to forsake meeting together. Well, we have to get to know the guide well. We have to get to know Jesus. We have to get to know our Father through the Holy Spirit. And that's why we need Jesus to be our guide. It's a discipline. And a while back, I got to write an article um, for Worship Leader Magazine just a couple months ago. and The name of the the article was called Billy Joel Taught Me How to Pray. Anybody know who Billy Joel is? Most of you don't know. Some of you do? Wow. Uptown Girl, Piano Man, you know, all those, uh, those songs. Um, well, Billy Joel's an atheist. So you may think it's strange that I say Billy Joel taught me how to pray. But please hear me out. One morning I woke up and I turned on the television and there sat Billy Joel at a piano being interviewed. I thought, oh, well, this is interesting. I'm a musician. I, I get interested in songwriters. And you know, he's you know, whether you like his music or not, he's extremely talented. So I wanted to hear, and the interviewer started asking him questions. And one question in particular really stood out to me because it asked him about his practice of writing. He said, What do you do it, on a regular basis? You know, do you have some sort of regular routine or do you just kind of let it come to you, or do you get with other people? And Billy Joel said this. He said, every morning when I wake up, I go downstairs to my studio and I sit at my piano for one hour. He said, and sometimes I'll sit there for that hour and I just kind of rehash the same old stuff that I've been playing. And nothing new really seems to strike. I don't really get inspired. And sometimes that hour feels like days. But I make myself sit there. And even if I get the slightest idea, I'll begin writing it down. They said, but a lot of times I'll sit there and maybe that hour maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes into it when I'm just kind of playing things sometimes something hits. Something comes to me that I didn't know was there. Didn't know I even, it even existed and, and I'll start just flowing with these creative ideas and I'll just start writing and songs begin to just pour out that weren't there before and and." That hour can turn into three, four, five hours sometimes. And I don't even realize the time has passed because I've gotten so involved in what has happened. And then he said this. He said, And if I hadn't been there, I would have missed it. If I hadn't been there, I would have missed it. I've taken that to heart not only as a songwriter, but it was like when I heard him say those words, it was like God was whispering to me, Rick, that is prayer. If you don't show up, you're going to miss it. If you don't do the hard work of sitting in silence and allowing God to form you and shape you, you're going to miss it. It's a very difficult thing to do to sit in silence. I want to give you some tools, and this is where you may want to write some things down. Let me first of all say, if you're wondering how to pray, all of us are unsure when we start learning how to pray. One of your best prayer books is in your Bible. Go to a book called Psalms in the Old Testament. There's 150 Psalms in there. They're all prayers. Some of them are folk songs. They are the folk songs of the people of Israel 60% of them or more are what we call lament psalms. They give us words that we don't know how to say to cry out to God. Jesus Himself quoted the psalms from the cross. You know that, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Straight from the psalms. Some people believe He was quoting the entire psalm and praying it from the cross. When He would go to the times of prayer, when He would talk things, Jesus was quoting from the Psalms. When he would pray, oftentimes we read in Scripture his prayers are directly from the book of Psalms. They have happy times. They have let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Most of the lyrics that you heard this week come from the Psalms and these Psalms. I'm not sure anybody realizes that, but most of these lyrics are straight from the Psalms. So start there. They have happy prayers. They have sad prayers. They have desperate prayers crying out. But try the Psalms. Read the Psalms differently than you read other books of Scripture. Make it your prayer book. Walk into it. Maybe just say, you know what? Today I'm going to pray. I'm going to start from Psalm 1. Tomorrow I'm going to do Psalm 2. Day 3, I'm going to do Psalm 3. And if I do nothing else in my prayer time, I'm just going to focus in on those Psalms. That's one of the best ways to start learning how to pray. Second thing I want to tell you about, there's a little book, I, I have it in my backpack, but I didn't bring it up here. There's a book called The Book of Common Prayer, which has been around for a long time. John Wesley, who we accredit a lot of our theology to in our church, was a big user of the Book of Common Prayer. A lot of the prayers I've been reading this week have come from the Book of Common Prayer. And our table fellowship times together come from the Book of Common Prayer. You can find this in book form, but guess what? You can find it for free online. So if you have a mobile phone that has internet, if you have a computer at home, if you have a way even to print off some, there are so many prayers. Listen, if you're a musician or an artist, this is one of my favorite prayers. I've been praying this for years. O God, whom saints and angels worship in delight in heaven, be ever present with your servants who seek through art and music to perfect the praises offered by your people on earth. Grant them even now glimpses of your beauty. And make them worthy at length to behold it unveiled evermore through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I used to just memorize prayers like that and start praying them back and say, Yes, Lord, I want to write prayers that help to perfect the praises of the people of God. Help me to do that, Lord. Help me to be able to sing praises and lead others. Also, how many of you have like an iPhone or something that lets you get apps? Anything like that or an iPod? You have these? Look up sometime. C W and P. It's a prayer app. It has morning prayers, uh, afternoon prayers, and evening prayers on them. It'll be different every single day, and you can ask for yesterday's prayer. You can ask for today's prayer. C W and P, Common Worship and Prayer. C W and P. If you're able to look up that app, it's excellent. I use it almost every day. There's an online site called SacredSpace.ie. Every day will give you a new prayer for the day and it will walk you through. It it will give you meditations to help you open your mind and start thinking toward God and thinking thoughts towards His way. Sacred space. It's an online thing, so if you think of it. So if you're writing those down, that's just a few ideas. There are unlimited prayer helps. But this is the last one I'm going to mention this morning. This is the hardest one. Although it seems like it should be easiest You don't need to buy a book. You don't need to go get music for your iTunes. You don't need to, you know, come to a worship service and let music play. This is your last prayer tool I'm going to mention this morning silence. Turn off your phone. Turn off your television. Turn off your iPods and your radios. And just sit in silence. I going to read you something about silence. This is one of my favorite spiritual writers, Thomas Merton, from a book called Contemplative Prayer. And he's actually quoting a Syrian monk. This is good stuff. He says, Every man who delights in a multitude of words, even though he says admirable things, is empty within. If you love truth, be a lover of silence. Silence, like the sunlight, will illuminate you in God and will deliver you from the phantoms of ignorance. Silence will unite you to God Himself. More than all things, love silence. It brings you a fruit that tongue cannot describe. In the beginning, we have to force ourselves to be silent, but then there is born something that draws us to silence. May God give you an experience of this something that is born of silence. If only you practice this, untold light will dawn on you in consequence. After a while, a certain sweetness is born in the heart of this exercise, and the body is drawn almost by force to remain in silence. I know that's not going to be popular. You know what? It's one of the biggest things we're missing from service in our church today. We are absolutely pushing every bit of silence out of our worship. It's as if we're not allowing God to have room to speak because we're so busy filling up the air with noise. We can't even pray without somebody on a keyboard going, making noise. That's fine, there's nothing wrong with this. But guess what? We get uncomfortable in silence. If we were to really sit in silence, and we're going to do this in a minute, I guarantee you in two minutes people are going to start coughing. They're going to start tapping things. They're going to start tapping their foot. They're going to start clicking their watch. They're going to you know, wonder what's going to happen next. They might want to get up and use the bathroom. I'm telling you, this is a foreign language to us, but it is where we meet God in the silence. In those silent moments. We're going to go to the table in just a moment. I'm going to close with a scripture passage. And we're going to have some silence this morning. We're just going to allow God to speak. scripture I want to share is when the Lord instituted this supper. It was a Passover meal. On the first day, and it comes out of Mark chapter 14, starts with verse 12. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and make the preparations for you to eat Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him wherever he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks... Where is my guest room, where I may eat Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went to the city and found everything he had told them. And they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. And when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and say to him one after another, Surely not I. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to the one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. And while they were eating, he took a loaf of bread After blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them. He said, take, this is my body. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he gave it to them. And all of them drank from it. And he said to them, this is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. As we sit in silence for just a couple moments this morning, think about this. Jesus offers this meal even to those who are going to betray Him. Jesus offers eternal life to everyone. Jesus offers this invitation regardless of who you are. Even if He knows you don't want anything to do with Him. Even if He knows you're going to end up betraying Him and walking away. I believe the invitation is to change us so we don't have to. I believe He was giving Judas a way out in that moment. And Judas chose not to take it. He chose to listen to other voices. And this morning as we sit in silence, as we are about to receive this sacrament together, maybe you're still not sure about this thing of following Jesus. Well, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter because the invitation is still there. And Jesus is still asking you, Come, follow me. Maybe you think you've done too much wrong and you can't be forgiven. Jesus is saying, Come, follow me. He comes away from the cross, resurrected and living again to those that put him there, killed him and crucified him, saying, Your sins are forgiven. Come, follow me. And by coming to this table again, we are accepting his invitation. We're going to sit in silence for just a couple moments. And when you hear the music start playing, at that time, for those of you that would like to receive this invitation again, I'd like you to come forward. But wait till the music starts. I want us just to spend our final moments here in silence together. And then we're going to sing Psalm 89 together this morning. Let's take a moment and quiet our hearts. Sit in silence. mm Ah uh. is at work within us. To Him be glory in the church and Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Let God be praised. Thank you so much for being so attentive today. Thank you for being here this weekend. God bless you.